Welcome to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Dr. Kirby Stewart. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512-836-0590. Now, here's your host, Kirby Stewart. And good morning and welcome to the Recovery Hour. It's 12:06 on News Radio KLBJ. Uh, 590. I'm Mark Myers with Personal Responsibility Recovery. We bring you the Recovery Hour every week. And, uh, you know, our goal is to kind of highlight addiction, addiction treatment, alcoholism, all, all of those things that uh, we whisper quietly about among families and in the in the break rooms and employments. And we, we want to do more than whisper about it. Uh, substance use disorder, uh, again, the, uh, it's the number one cause of death between 18 and 45 year olds and uh, we have to do better as a community we have to do better as an industry we want to be a resource and and kind of begin some very real very honest conversations about addiction and substance use disorder alcoholism it's uh it's just got to uh it's got to be done better i don't know how to say that uh except except better and our show we want you to use us as a resource of course uh, personalresponsibilityrecovery.com uh, send us an email send us a, send us a text if there's uh, anything that we can do to help begin that process or help get back in that process and you know we always uh, we always provide a couple of guests this uh, morning we've got uh, PR Recovery's medical director Dr. William Loving and uh, it's always such a treat to have Dr. Loving in the studio mm-hmm. and we've also got Rachel Stein and we had Sky Hilton with Atomic Souls uh, not too long ago talking about the aftercare and the counseling and the programming and everything that they do. Just just an amazing program. So we thought we'd bring her boss in. <laughs> so we, we have Rachel Stein joining us this morning from Atomic Souls. And before we began the discussion uh, or, or the show, we started talking a lot about dual diagnosis. It's been one of those one of those dual diagnosis kind of weeks uh, out at the treatment center. And Dr. Loving, I, I know we're one of the only small, like 12-bed, really tiny uh, private facilities that handle residential treatment that actually has a medical director. And... Uh, why is that so important when it comes down to dual diagnosis to have someone that's board certified psychiatry and fellow of addiction medicine and all of the things that how how does that affect addiction and self medication well um with dual diagnosis or another name for it is co-occurring disorders the one i like is uh, a person can have ticks and fleas <laughs> where you have <laughs> chemical dependency or which includes alcoholism and drug addiction, and have another psychiatric diagnosis like bipolar illness or PTSD or major depression or anxiety disorder. Um, and if, if um, those are psychiatric disorders, if those aren't treated and stabilized, uh, people don't, can't stay sober and get sober, really. So that's what we try to do. If, if a person has one of those other illnesses, then we try to stabilize that uh, so they can then um, get in, get into recovery and stay recovered. Um, so it's very important. And the, uh, one book I read said 40% of chemically dependent people have some psychiatric disorder. I don't know what the percentage is, but um, it's relatively high. I'd say. It, it seems from our population that, that are our census, those that come through here, I, I 
I think maybe even higher than that. And I, I know that self-medicating is what often begins the road into addiction, especially if it's genetically predisposed, as we talk about, um, because it is a disorder. And well, I always, we, we, we've been working. I've been trying to stabilize a, a guy with a bipolar illness type one, which is the real severe kind, and he's coming around a little bit. And then we have another bipolar in the program, and another one is a, a fellow that um, has a really difficult methamphetamine psychosis. Um, trying to just treat his psychosis so he can take part in the program. Uh, those are just a few of the things we've been doing this week. Just just this week. And, uh, you know, of course, we're not a detox facility. So once someone's medically cleared to come into our care, then it is our responsibility to weed out and find those underlying issues of why it becomes. And you know, the numbers get kind of scary for me. It, it's... Uh, Addiction or substance use disorder affects 70 million Americans in our country. That's, that's the generally accepted number, either directly or indirectly. And the CDC says we lost 122,000 people to opioid death and overdose last year. That's yeah. like 9-11 happening every eight days in our country. The highest, uh, I think the casualty rate or death rate in Vietnam was 55,000. Total, 55,000. And, and then in... Uh, the AIDS epidemic. I think it was, it was under eighty-five thousand. I can't. It, it I think was, it was, uh, it was large. Yeah, but, uh, but it's it, certainly to not take away from any other no. tragedy in the world. But it doesn't feel like to me we address the, uh, the overwhelming urgency of substance use disorder in our country, and and I don't mean to. Uh, not not introduce Rachel yet. <laughs> Sometimes as we start talking, but I know that as we stabilize in our program, we our our job, for lack of a better word, is to get someone where they are ready to leave our gates with every tool in their toolbox. But then they have to have more tools, and that's why we're so glad that we were associated a little bit with Atomic Souls in a referral because. The counseling that they do, the activities that they do. Rachel, just tell us what you guys do. Once someone has had residential treatment, how do you up those odds from an 85% failure rate coming out of residential treatment? That's, that's the first thing that I hate saying out loud. Right. Um, and and we, we have strived to do better. That's what we want to do. And Atomic Souls helps us do that. Yes. Yeah, so we continue that... Um, usage of those tools in that toolbox ongoing once they leave treatment because there is such a high rate of relapse. And so we are all master's level or in a master's program, um, all LCDCs as well. There's five of us counselors. Um, and we do genuine like wraparound individualized care. Um, so people can come to us and do group uh, once a week and community events about once or twice a month. Um, and then individual sessions once or twice a week, and they can add on recovery coaching as well. And we're really community focused um, and dual diagnosis focused because that was something I saw that was missing in the treatment arena. It was you get out of treatment and you get all these wonderful tools, like what y'all are doing with people. And then they're like, okay, have a nice life. Goodbye. Get better. Stay stay well. <laughs> and, and see you in six months. Yeah, sadly. exactly. Um, that's, that's the... 
that's what we don't want to continue doing. But chemi- the- chemi- well, I, I like to say chemical dependency. That's alcoholism and drug addiction. Uh, it's a chronic disorder, and chronic disorders have relapses. Right. I, have, I have asthma, for example, and uh, when the allergies are bad or something, I'll have kind of like a relapse of my asthma, coughing a lot. And uh, uh, but that's that's a, a, a chronic disease like diabetes. They have relapses. Somebody gets off their diet or something, and then they have to get back on. But chemical dependency has relapse is part of the chronic illness, and they need follow along. We don't cure anybody. Uh, Maintain, yeah. We really don't. We put it in remission. We stabilize it. Yeah. And and that aftercare is so incredibly important. Um, I, and and as always, these segments go incredibly fast. Uh, when we return, please join our conversation five one two eight three six zero five ninety on News Radio KOBJ. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show every Sunday at noon. Go to personalresponsibilityrecovery.com to learn more. Now, back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Dr. Kirby Stewart. And good morning, or afternoon, I guess, and uh, welcome back to the Recovery Hour. I'm Mark Myers with Personal Responsibility Recovery. And again, if you want to join our conversation, 512 836 And you can call or text that number. And, you know, again, on the break, we... Uh, I wish we recorded those because sometimes it's just easy to go right back into them. We were we were talking about how denial plays such a key role in early addiction, in seeking help for addiction, and then even after you get help, you get stable, you go back into it. And I and and Doctor Loving, that seems to be one of the one of the key things. Uh, about addiction and about addiction medicine or treatment. I don't know any diabetic that's going to refuse help. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, that's a part of uh, chemical dependency. And uh, it's one of the only diseases that tells you you're not sick. And uh, back to my asthma, <laughs> uh, I learned for having a chronic disease that I had denial too. I used to run a lot and I couldn't believe that I, and I'd stop using my inhaler and I'd pay for it. So denial isn't just with chemical dependency as with any chronic disease. Nobody embraces having a chronic disease. But you have to kind of get through that and it admits you have the problem so then you can start learning to manage it. You can't cure asthma, for example, but you can learn to manage it. Same with chemical dependency. You can't cure it, but you can learn to manage it. And that's a lot of what we do in the program. And, and even after you seem to be stabilized, Rachel, my experience has been people th- start feeling good and, and then they begin to deny that all over. Correct. Yeah, no, I love that example of asthma. I also have asthma and skin cancer. I use skin cancer as the example for clients. I'm like, okay, like I have a spot, I get it removed. That's like going into detox and residential. And then you have to continue to use sunscreen out in the, out in the sun, right? You're not going to just go back in the sun without sunscreen. And so that's the maintenance part. And that's where the outpatient um, support with counseling and coaching and groups really comes into play. And I want to get back to that in just a minute, but we do have a, a caller, Jay. Uh, Jay, welcome to the Recovery Hour. How can we help, sir? And I want to get. How you doing? Uh, thank you. Uh, I was just calling to state how uh, important and essential I think that inpatient outpatient treatment is, and uh, I think which y'all doing are great. My question was. What 
happens to the person that wants to go to your treatment facility, not any other treatment facility, but does not have any money or insurance, what happens then? Well, if they want to go to your facility with no money or insurance. Okay, sure. And, you know, there's some conversation to be had there. And what I would probably encourage you to do, our website is personalresponsibilityrecovery.com. And there's a link there. And we do have some resources uh, case by case. We try to support the community as much as we can. And if we can't, we have several different referrals as well. Austin uh, doesn't have as many as they used to, but Blue Bonnet Trails, Cinecore, there are referral sources around um, that do offer some help, do offer support, and we try to offer that as well. Again, it's kind of on a case-by-case thing and uh, is probably a phone conversation between us and one of our intake folks. Yeah, I can speak for... Absolutely, yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm, I, I am very familiar with uh, Blue Bonnet Trails and OSAR and Sinegor. Um So, yeah, um, and if somebody wants help, everybody is always so willing to try to help, which I think is so great. Um, is, is there a possibility of getting some sort of funding to get in your treatment center or some sort of um, financial assistance besides like going through Blue Bonnet Trails or OSAR? Uh, Jay, again, Jay, again, if you will contact us through our intake at personalresponsibilityrecovery.com, that's where that process begins and we will do everything we can. You bet. Cool. Well, thanks so much for shedding light on uh, this uh, problem and, and the help that you guys are putting out there is, is amazing. And, uh, Love listening, and I hope you all enjoy your Sunday. And uh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. Talk to you all soon. Thanks. All right. Yeah. We Thanks. appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. Uh, well, there's also a, a great resource, AA and NA. Absolutely. And if, and if you look on the web, you can look at uh, meetings and times and where they are in Austin, and you'll be amazed at how many meetings there are in Austin. Many, yeah. many, many. N- nobody brags about having this problem, and, you know, AA is... Anonymous, as is NA, anonymous. So it's kind of like a secret society, but it's a dynamic group of people that can help in many, many ways. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm, there's a lot of uh, nonprofits as well that we work with that will scholarship people through our program, through other programs, and we actually use scholarships ourselves and sliding scale. Um, depending on what we can do. And so we're always, you call us, we'll fit you with somewhere that if it's not us, it will be somewhere that we know and believe in as well. Exactly. And that's that's why I encourage someone to go because it, it is case by case and, and so many different circumstances and things that fit in. But first and foremost, I know Atomic Souls, I know PR Recovery. We are not corporate owned. We are yeah. not a corporate healthcare center. We are small private. Uh, in fact, our facility is, is actually employee owned. And we work real hard with folks because our our goal is to move the needle on that 85% failure rate. Yeah, we were talking about that uh, last week, I think, when I came out there to look at your space. And 
just thinking about how we both saw the need in the community and realize like, hey, we can do something about this. We can, and and slowly trying to do that. And, and you know, I there's traditions in the 12-step fellowships, um, and, and one of them is our programs based on attraction rather than promotion. So I'm always hesitant to actively promote. Um, I, I am a member of the 12-step communities here. Uh, I don't say which one, um, but I will tell you it's been part of my life for more than 38 years, and I would not be sitting in this chair working with addicts, hosting, and residential treatment is not a necessity um, to beat addiction. It makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot softer landing, especially with co-occurring disorders where it's a medical issue. Yeah. But it can begin with just picking up and calling an AA helpline, a Narcotics Anonymous helpline, and getting to a meeting and getting to the people in there. And, and there's also referrals and resources in those communities as well. So it uh, certainly, certainly a lot of help out there. Um, and we're pretty good at finding that help. And Rachel, I know you are as well. Yeah, I think with us being um, so small, our programs being um, small and individualized, we really do take that personal responsibility <laughs> to help anyone that calls in. Um, and so just the same as y'all do. And it's really important to us because it is a passion driven uh, company and it sounds like y'all are as well. A lot of our folks are in recovery. Yeah. Ours as well. It's about 50, 50 with our staff and we're master's level. So there's like mental health experience as well. And, um, and, and back to the people who don't have a, a psychiatric disorder, everybody is, is stressed out at that point in their life and you know family disrupted and so there are lots of things to work on in counseling and uh, that medication had got to touch you know um, and I want to I, I, I take um, I don't believe the 85 percent uh, failure rate is exactly accurate uh, it's really hard to measure success too a lot of people have to go to treatment a couple, three times, and eventually they get it. And now, are they successful? And but it just took them more time to get there. Or this is—I probably shouldn't talk about this too much. But treatment can really work. It's not that much. Absolutely, of a absolutely. And it—the eighty-five percent failure rate, I think, is first time through treatment, uh, more than a year. And that's in residential, so uh, it's not yeah. counting the AA people. Right, right. It's not counting all of those. So a lot of the a lot of the treatment centers, um, again, I'm not going to talk about that a whole lot. Uh, we, we always joke, the center that you choose is your most important decision you will make. Choose wisely. Yes. Because there's, there's centers that focus hard on actual recovery and you know, based, on, based on both medical aspect of it, dual diagnosis and the, the horsepower, so to speak, to treat full medical and what, also the what is your, step. the PRR um, model for the dual diagnosis? What does that look like for y'all? Model for the dual diagnosis. Now, I, I mow the yard a lot and I cook lunch. Um, <laughs> Dr. Loving, I'm going to defer well, that to you. I, if, if they have a psychiatric diagnosis, I, 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 I treat it. Often it's with medication. and uh, But not everybody is getting medication. But that's, that's our... And, and they're... they're therapy that can touch on you know the PTSD and things like that but they need ongoing treatment like like that you know when, with Rachel's program that kind of thing 
is important. Um, I know that we do groups, we do individual therapy. Our particular center, um, I think in a lot of them, the state, it always amazes me, requires you to see a counselor once every 10 days or something. Right. Um, you see your counselor every day today, uh, every day with our program. Amazing. You you are in groups every day. Um, we have really two to one, three to one client to staff ratios yeah. with MDs and uh, master level technician uh, clinicians. So, right. you know, there's there's a lot about the education process of why things are happening and. I think the education is incredibly important more than an LCDC once a week and right. you know then groups among other other residents. So uh, the whole program is uh, pretty intense and then the afternoon is a lot of assignments and it's a lot of presentation at groups and it's 12 step every day. Yeah. So very very intense. I I know we need to take a quick break here. When we come back, 512-836-0590, if you'd like to text uh, to join us or call in either one, 512-836-0590 on News Radio KLBJ. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show every Sunday at noon. Go to personalresponsibilityrecovery.com to learn more. Now, back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Dr. Kirby Stewart. And welcome back and good afternoon. Uh, Mark Myers with Personal Responsibility Recovery. And we've got our medical director, Dr. William Loving, with us today. And uh, our special guest, Rachel Stein from Atomic Souls Counseling, which is, uh, God, I love that name. <laughs> I really love that name. Uh, again, if you, if you want to join us, 512-836-0590. And we did get a text in that, uh, Rachel, you mentioned that y'all do... Uh, several community events, a couple of times a month, yeah. um, doing community events. And we've got someone that has asked, do you have to be a client of yours to participate in those community events? No, you do not have to be a client. And that's actually really beautiful. We've had some volunteers, some people participating in those events that got sober um, just from hanging out with us. And they were like, hey, I don't need to be drinking and smoking weed constantly. Uh, to have a good time. And so they, some of them have like two years sober now. It's really like getting chills. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really awesome. Uh, yeah. Actually, our, our treatment center, uh, we put everybody in the van and went over to Rise Recovery, which yeah. we, we love Rise Recovery. They're, they're detox. And uh, when, when we do have someone mm -hmm. that's, that's medically um, in need of detox, and, and Dr. Loving, you can speak to all of those issues that come into play prior to getting into residential treatment we have to have someone medically stable but rise recovery does a beautiful job for us on that and uh we went over to y'all's fourth of yeah. july of yeah we've and, been coaching uh, them sky does a lot of work with them yes on she does throw events and uh make them cohesive for everyone in the community not and our our guys are still talking about yeah, that <laughs> love it. yeah that one was big <laughs> that one was big and, and it's wonderful and you know there's uh sober sessions um yeah with that, chris gates that um, is i think recovery unplugged is that one yeah recovery unplugged yeah there's there's a there's a you can have a lot of fun in recovery. Yeah, we do um, South by Southwest. We have one called Sober by Southeast. We participated we had, in that. Yeah, An we've had 500 event. people each year at that mm. one. Wow. Um, yeah, we do a lot. And then we do these creative events every month as well. 
um, and music. Music and arts are really our passion. Those are two of the big. And, and, and Dr. Loving, if I'm not mistaken, you and a gentleman named Scott Thornton, Dr. Scott Thornton, kind of helped begin this whole community well, we, thing. We uh, started uh, a volunteer group called uh, Communities for Recovery, and it started very, very small about 15 years ago. I don't know. Maybe it's longer. But it has grown and grown and grown to the point that they have a, a building that was given to them by the state hospital, and it's been remodeled, and um, it's open to anyone uh, to help with volunteer to help to volunteer, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good program. And now they have a budget of pretty high, I think a good $2 million because they got uh, uh, a bunch of grants and stuff that they, uh, but that's a good resource that's free too, is yeah. Communities for Recovery. And, and they do the recovery coaching mm-hmm. and so many, uh, I, I don't know enough about them. They've been out, but I know they have resources for folks that don't have insurance and can help in in an entire array of how to put your life back together. It's it's a very good program. You can drop in there and, but I guess you just look that up, Communities for Recovery and call and or go by. They're an amazing They're open all the time. Yeah, we use them a lot for our clients who need um, bus passes. If you get a recovery coach, you can get a bus pass. Um, They also do some rental assistance, I believe. And um, I think we've had people go up there to use their computers as well to like yeah. job hunt. They do have a neat, a neat, neat setup. Whoops, I'm sorry. And so, Dr. Loving, on medical detox, explain if you would. I'm just kind of going on a different couple of things here, but it's more medical stabilization, I guess, is what that looks like because there's there's some folks that you know just quitting cold turkey. There's uh, there's some issues well, with it that. It depends on the drug. Yeah. Like, uh, alcohol, uh, there's a withdrawal syndrome that can be dangerous. The same in benzodiazepines, which are like Xanax and Ativan and oh, what else? There's several other. Uh, Xanax especially is often abused. Um, so, and with meth, there's, there's a stabilization bringing them out of the psychosis. Uh, the same, and opioids, very uncomfortable to detox from them, but they can be medically detoxed and get people through it in a smooth way. Um, and so many of those that you're mentioning right now, the fentanyl crisis, it's almost, I, I think it was, I, I can't remember who it was, one of our doctors that was on not too long ago, uh, and it may have been Dr. Carter, that said there there really isn't any pure Xanax on the street anymore. No, it, fentanyl's in It's fentanyl everything. in almost everything. It's in marijuana. It's, it's in it, it is. Yeah. wild. Someone was talking about the potency of marijuana being so much more potent in what they're growing, and it's not. Yeah. It, it's chemically enhanced. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could probably get the same effect with yard yeah. trimmings with what they're putting <laughs> on this stuff. And, it's very, very scary. The fentanyl part is really scary. It is incredibly scary. So that's the the kind of where that process begins a lot of times is as we as we go into that and and it's almost a three part admitting that there is a problem that's really got to be our first step and and it's got to be admitting and accepting and there's that moment of clarity that is spoken about in the 12 step programs and sometimes that is so brief well and when you're in the throes of the uh, of the addiction or dependency you're you're not making good decisions. Part part of your mind is kind of cut off, and and uh, 
people generally want to get higher, so they'll try something else. It seems like most patients I see have, they're taking three drugs usually. And, um, and so uh, that's what makes uh, fentanyl that much more um, dangerous is people are making bad decisions and not thinking about the safety of it, of course. Yeah, if you're taking multiple drugs and they all have fentanyl in it and you don't yeah. know it, chances of overdose are extremely high nowadays. And our, not to get too really political, but our legislation let, uh, legislators let House Bill 362 die this time in this session. So fentanyl testing strips that uh, could save so many lives by what having is that. that bill? Uh, 362 would uh, have legalized uh, fentanyl testing strips mm. so that you could place it uh, with a drug and tell if there's fentanyl in it. Um, and then, you know, make your decision based on that. But, uh, right now that testing kit is, uh, is, is against the law. It's, uh, considered drug paraphernalia. No kidding. Yeah. No, only it, that, law that enforcement. Yeah. Only law enforcement can use that. Only law enforcement. Uh, our friend, uh, Charles Thibodeau, who's an amazing supporter, he was very instrumental in passing the, uh, Narcan bills that allows everyone to have Narcan. And, yeah. uh, you know, of course we have that habit in the truck. I, I, it saves lives. We uh, hand that out at all of our events and we keep it on every desk in every office so that if anyone needs it, take it with you. It is, uh, so many things that we can do, but so many things that people aren't aware of. And I know we're kind of getting scattered on our show a little bit because all these things keep coming up as, as we think of them, but you know, there has to be a, there has to be a better education because typically the first time someone, uh, I've been I've been around the program for a very long time, and and people I don't I don't hide that I'm in recovery, and people who have known me a long time come up and say, "Hey, I have a husband, I have a wife, I have a a child," because I'm getting old, so it's child's now, <laughs> but <laughs> that needs help. What do I do? Yeah, and well, I was going to say too, this is a a really severe chronic disease. I guess that goes without saying, but it can kill you. It can ruin your life before it kills you too. And so it takes a, a fair amount of effort and stages of, of, of getting into recovery. Residential treatment just kind of gives you a running, kind of stabilizes you, give you a running start so that you can do the outpatient part of, of treatment, whether it's going to AA every day and or getting therapy like in Rachel's program? Yes, I tell people don't get off the treadmill sprinting. You will just fall flat on your face. Yeah. Push push the down button and kind of jog it down with us and then then you can get off maybe eventually and just hit a meeting here and there. But <laughs> starting, you have to do all of it. You have to keep running and keep jogging. It is a lifelong journey has been my experience as yeah. I uh as I get closer and closer to uh 40 years in this program, which is, is mind-boggling to yeah, me. Um, I mean, just absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling to me that I, and I think there's a bottom that we have to hit. Um, and I guess one of our goals on this show is to let folks know you don't have to hit as hard of a bottom, maybe. Don't have you, to keep that's so digging. low a bottom. You, yeah. you really, you don't have to wait until you have lost your wife, your children are right. taken by CPS, the third DWI, the fourth job that you've lost. The things that, that people are so common when they finally, and I guess that's the denial of this. Um, well, um, I like the saying, it's 
uh, it's alcoholism, not alcoholism. Once you've got the chronic disease, I mean, you get you have to learn to manage it. And if you do, your life goes really, it's pretty black and white. Your life goes much, much better. If you don't, your life only gets worse. Uh, I, I, I can attest to that. And, and you know, I, when we, we call it the imposter syndrome sometime in there, I'm, I'm living a life today. Yeah. Um, having been married to the absolute love of my life for 33 years next month, uh, a 30-year-old daughter that has never seen me under the influence. Amazing. A grandson that I have a lot of bad habits to teach to. <laughs> um, you know, my life is, uh, and, the, and the only thing I probably did different is I stopped using I stopped the obsessive compulsive consumption of drugs and other alcohol and other drugs and I started working a program and yeah. and I got help through Austin State Hospital quite a few years ago. Um we're we're coming up again on a break and uh if you want to join us when we come back 512-836-0590 uh KLBJ News Radio. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show every Sunday at noon. Go to personalresponsibilityrecovery.com to learn more. Now, back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Dr. Kirby Stewart. And again, welcome to the Recovery Hour. I'm Mark Myers with Personal Responsibility Recovery. I'm joined today with uh, Dr. William Loving, our medical director, who's a just an amazing individual to listen to. And uh, Rachel Stein, um, Atomic Souls, also just uh, doing such a great service to to our community, our recovery community, and uh, being able to, to help do that. You know, so often the reluctance to start the process, whether it is shame-based, whether it is guilt, whether it is... Uh, denial, denial, all all of those things. You know, I, I I often say this is one of the very few chronic diseases, brain disease, that comes with guilt for the family and and the individual, and uh, the shame for the family and the individual. And that's one of the biggest key things on our on our show. And the reason this is, it's a chronic illness. There is no shame in it. Um, but, rec- but recovery does work, and I like to say that um, this is not. It's recovery is not an t- uh, individual sport. It's a team sport. You really need s- support of others around you. Uh, of course, you try initially to to quit with willpower, and it it just doesn't work alone. Um, but it it seems to, you know, if if it worked with willpower those real strong-willed people would would not be in the grips of the disease of addiction and sadly it doesn't it it takes as you say an, an entire village and not just not just to get into it but to stay in it to go forward and that village has grown so much now with with companies like like atomic souls with rise recovery services they're not just uh Medical stabilization. They also do things in the community. Chris Gates, Big Cool Life. I love that name too. <laughs> yeah. There's so many resources. Patrick Hensley with Hensley Sober Living. He does events that are, are just yeah, amazing, amazing mm-hmm. events. And it's it's like you say it, it, but it has to start somewhere. It has to start with a consultation. 
It has to start with a phone call. It has to start with how do you seek out the help that you need? Or go to a meeting. and Or go to a meeting. And it, talk to people there. Absolutely. Good place for support. A-A-N-A. Uh, there's a whole bunch of A's. And that gets the ball rolling. It gets the ball started. Um, but we have to do better at educating and discussing the leading cause of death in the United States. That's such a powerful statement for me, and I, I don't hear it often enough. It's the leading cause of death in 18 to 45-year-olds is substance use disorder. And how do we, how do we not address that in a more urgent way? Right. Well, the society has uh, denial about the illness, too. And that's a big, big subject. Um, a, lot, a lot of our society wears blinders to the, to the whole problem. Yeah, it's, I find a lot of people that come to us, and y'all might have this as well, they don't know where to start. And they so, don't. <laughs> they're like, what do I do? And so we really try to help them like, figure out like, what steps based on like, what they tell us is going on in their life. Okay, you probably need to do this, and then that, and then this. Um, because it is, it's a life-changing process. And so it's, it's a lot to wrap your head around. And we do see a lot of families and individuals that just don't even know where to start. And a lot of times that starting is, is like you say, it, it's, you know, for us, use us as a resource. <coughs> use Atomic Souls as oh, a yes. resource. <coughs> we can help guide someone in where to start, whether that's a meeting, whether it's counseling, um, and and we do have a phone call. Dr. Kirby Stewart has uh, been out on a uh, couple of well-earned vacations, uh, today being one of them. But I, I think Dr. Kirby Stewart's on the line, and I'm going to bring him on board with us. Hello. Is this Dr. Kirby Stewart? Am I on? You are on, Dr. Stewart. Yeah. How are you oh, this morning? God. Yeah. Hey, I'm great. This afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. You, you know, you're the only yeah, one who reminds me it's afternoon, not morning. Thank you, Dr. Kirby. <laughs> That's why I called in, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There well, we go. I just, I just wanted to say hey to everybody and to thank Bill and Rachel for coming on and supporting us in our, in our movement to uh, uh, normalize conversations about addiction and recovery, and uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. So, anyway, thanks for uh, letting me say hey, and, and great, great meeting today. I appreciate it. Of course, Dr. Kirby, yeah. thank you so much. Enjoy your time, um, and and you're right. It is a a crusade to normalize conversations about addiction, normalize conversations about substance use disorder. Yeah. Uh, we need to demystify, destigmatize, and, and, and literally normalize conversations about addiction, about substance use disorder, and how many lives it is tearing apart, destroying every day in our society. Yeah. Um, Thank you all for having this show and having us on it. It's, it's really and, a pleasure. In recovery, too, uh, of course, uh, you can't safely use the drugs anymore, ever. You'll never safely be able to use them. But part of recovery is learning to live sober and being happy about it. I mean, being content and liking it. And, and, uh, there, there's a, and counseling can help that. Is that how you learn to live sober again. You, you, know, you kind of forget when you've been uh, using drugs and self-medicating with, with them, alcohol and so forth. 
That is exactly why we started Atomic Souls. Isn't and it, it is, yeah. and and I think that that uh, Scott Hilton and I are are old souls that that I don't know knew each other in a past life or something. She <laughs> she is is just so refreshing and. You know, by my day job, so to speak, I'm a uh, photographer. I'm a writer. Um, and when I first got into recovery, when I first stopped using substances, my greatest fear was that I was not going to be fun and creative yeah. and have the ability to uh, dream up all of the strange stuff that I do and, and create the images that I do. Well, so in, in recovery, you're not just, you're not, giving up getting high you can't safely get high with chemicals you really but you can. have to learn how to get high other ways and it's real possible you know yeah. i have said several times as a as and i don't know why i got off on this tangent but when i was under the influence and in using the most important thing to me was to have my reward system activated by substances and I wanted you to know that I was a great photographer. I wanted you to, I, I, I guess what I'm saying, I never experienced my own art. Mm. I did not look at my images and think, wow, that's really good. And give myself the credit for that. Yeah. I wanted more. And it, it, I know that sounds kind of out there for people who aren't artists. So I'm talking to the artists <laughs> out there you today. Know, you know, I've heard a, <laughs> uh, heard a definition of alcoholism. It's, it's somebody who wants more out of life than life has to offer. <laughs> That's a little bit like what you're saying, I think. It, yeah. it is, and I'm so comfortable with that. And, and Rachel, I know that you help people do that with Atomic Souls that, yeah. that enjoy life. Yeah, so we are, one of our mottos is instead of just surviving, we try to help you thrive. And so why just like survive life? Like when you get into recovery, you can start thriving and enjoying life and actually like having those gratitude moments where you're doing your art, you're doing your day-to-day -day stuff, um, you're getting into to music or running mm. or anything that watching brings you your children, watching being your children. a parent, yes. being a good employer, you're an present. employee. Yeah, yeah, you're present, and you can actually like experience that joy that life has to give, um, and you can do that with us in counseling and coaching and our events. Um, we do really have a passion for helping. And, and people. everybody that has this illness um, can get there. Um, it, at first, you may not think so. But, yeah. Um, That's what's so important is, is that once you do make the decision that is followed up with something, um, because as Dr. Loving always says, it's, it's, a, it's a team sport and the community has to be there. And, and Dr. Loving, thank you so much for joining us on a Sunday afternoon, sir. We sure appreciate it. And, and thank Rachel, thank you for Atomic Souls. And what, what is y'all's yeah. website? Just AtomicSouls.com? Yeah, AtomicSouls.com. And you can give us a call at 512-355-1359 as well. Awesome. They are, thank you for all yeah. that you do. And, of thank course, you. personal responsibility recovery, um, dot com. You Use that. Use that as a resource. Uh, we can connect you with everybody we just talked about. Uh, we can guide folks. We can talk about the resources that are available. And we can just with a no shame, no guilt, have a conversation about how things can be better. Uh, as no, always, no, no, judge, no, no judgment, complete judgment free zone. And we have to step out today. Um, again, News Radio 590 uh, and the free hour. We will see you next Sunday at, uh, at 12 noon.